Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday. It's another fabulous Friday, and we've got some nice, cool weather out there. The fall is definitely here. We normally have three fabulous guests on Charitable Georgia, but this morning we have one fabulous guest. We had a couple that was coming and had a family emergency, so we'll get them back on. But this is if your first time listening to Charitable Georgia, this is all about positive things happening in the community. And this morning we have a fabulous guest all the way from Rome, Georgia, Lori George from Diggs. Thanks for being here this morning. Well, thank you for having me. So, as I said, you are from Rome. You made a nice trip down here, and um, you and I actually met a couple of years ago. You were working for the Rome Braves. So, uh, if you don't mind, share a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into Diggs and what you guys do. Okay, so I worked for the Rome Braves, which is uh, the Atlanta Braves, one of their minor league teams, and we have something called a Miracle Field, which is a uh, latex-free rubber field where walkers and wheelchairs can go over the field, and we would host six spring games, six fall games for special needs adults and kids. Um, If our players and coaches were playing at home, then we would actually send them out to be buddies and help them get around the bases and things of that nature. Um, So I just kind of... You know, I, I fell in love with the special needs population at that point, and I went, you know, I, I think maybe I was in the wrong career, and I thought maybe I should go back to school and be a special needs teacher. Um, but then during COVID, they had a mass layoff, and my position was cut, and that's how I found Diggs. Yeah, COVID kind of messed a lot of things up for a lot of people, so it's too bad Jonathan and Alexis couldn't be here. They're with Guided Light Services because they actually work with special needs uh, folks. That's why I wanted you guys to meet together, but I'll make that connection for you. Um, so you talked about the Rome Braves. I'm sure that was exciting working for a, a minor league system for a major league team. Talk a little bit more about that. What, what, I mean, you just a little bit, uh, you shared a little bit what you did, but what was kind of a, a day like for you there at the Rome Braves? Oh, no day was the same. <laughs> um, it was crazy. I did special events. Um, and so I, I did a lot of like wedding rehearsals. Like people would be really big baseball fans and want to come in and do like wedding rehearsals and first birthday parties. Um, but then I was also in charge of like community relations. So we would go to the soup kitchen and go volunteer. Um, and then I did, you know, ticket donations. Um, and then like during games, I was on field helping with national anthem and things. So I, I kind of wore a lot of different hats. That's awesome. Well, you actually got know a good friend of mine because Chad Blake, Angel Auctions, comes up there and does the auctions up there all the time. So um, I'm sure he probably got – you're the one that probably got connected to him with that. So um, so who was probably the most exciting Brave that came through Rome that might be in the major leagues right now? Ooh. Um, Ozzy. Ozzy Albies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year was that? Do you remember? Oh, 20 20- – 15, 16, somewhere around there. (laughs) All right. Um, I have a friend who actually owns a T-shirt company, and they did some T-shirts for his nonprofit as well. So it sounds like he's a pretty nice guy. So um, so it's kind of cool. I'm guessing that you've probably seen a lot of guys come through that are playing in the major leagues right now. So I'm sure pretty exciting. You can say I knew him when. Yes. (laughs) 
So, um, all right. So tell me a little bit of obviously getting involved and you fell, you said you fell in love with the special needs, but why is it important for you to be part of the community? Um, I feel like several of them don't have good advocates. Um, and so, you know, we want, we want them to know that they have friends, that they are capable, um, and that, you know, we, we want them to be friends and, and do anything that they want to do, that they're just as capable as everybody else. So tell us a little more about you. You mentioned that it's kind of a, a rubberized thing that you put over the field. Yes. Um, I know the Horizon League, which is down in Ackworth, they have actually built a special field like that for the for the kids. Um, but tell us a little bit more about um, a day, what you guys would do with those uh, special needs athletes and bring them on. What's it? What's that look like? Um, well, I always tried to make it special. Um, we would have like a red carpet and. Like I said, we if the Rome Braves players were at home um, or the coaches, we would get we would bring them out there and they would actually buddy up and play. You know, sometimes it was actually the Rome Braves players and coaches against the special needs. But oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, we had one coach that just absolutely fell in love with one little boy, and he gave the mom his number. And I mean, it was so precious because the little boy would always say, "I am Rocket Wheeler." <laughs> And um, they would FaceTime, and I mean, even now they they still FaceTime, and that's like five years. Oh, that's awesome! Down the road, yeah. <laughs> so, was it pretty much just baseball? Or did you do other sports? Um, so the Rome Rec Department does other challenger sports, but when I was with the Rome Braves, yeah, it was just baseball. Um, they have basketball and bowling and different things like that. Awesome. Um, so, how often? Are you guys, do they do that? Do they still continue doing that? And how often do they do that? Yes, they do six games in the spring and six in the fall. Okay, awesome. And then how do, can people find out about those games? I'm sure we'll get into digs in just a second, but I'm sure maybe the website there and also the Rome Braves, can they find out that through their website as well? Um, it would be through Parks and Recreation. Or Parks and Recreation? Yes. Okay. All right. All right, well, you said uh, this kind of led to you with the, for, for digs. So share a little bit. First of all, what does digs stand for? It's Developing Independence, Growth, and Security. Okay, awesome. So what all do you guys do through DIGS? So the main thing is we have housing for special needs adults. Um, we have a men's home that we actually got paid off in December of last year and a women's home. So those house four um, developmentally challenged adults and then a caretaker in each home. So that is our, our biggest project. Um, and then we have leisure activities. We have a choir that goes out to different churches and different events. They actually sang the national anthem at one of the Rome Braves games last awesome. year. Um, a camera club. A lot of our adults are very artistic, and so we have like garden art. Um, they'll make stepping stones and things like that that we'll sell at arts and craft shows. And I'm sure that these activities, uh, they're lifelong uh, memories for these folks. I think this is one, um, I guess, part of society that kind of gets looked down on as well, but also kind of forgotten about. Um, it's just awesome to hear about, you know, the artistic points, the things they do. I remember when we were doing, I had a, a, a magazine that we did for a while called Northwest Georgia Rising Stars. Uh, and we covered the, the schools in Bartow and Gordon counties. And we actually did a couple of stories of some special needs students that were amazing in the community. And that made it worth doing, you know, cause we, that's long life memories for those kids. Right. Um, Share, can you share, is there a specific story? I mean, you don't have to share names, but can you share a specific story of one uh, possible uh, testimony or individual that was just kind of stands out through the DIGS program? Um, well, this wouldn't be about 
one particular person, but one of the reasons that they started DIGS um, that kind of stood out to me was um, one of the founding members was a special needs teacher who also had a special needs son. Um, and she realized when they got out of school that they didn't really have like all of their friends, you know, they didn't really have a way to communicate. And what she found so sad was on their birthday that they didn't have anybody to celebrate with. And so DIGS has kind of given them a network. And so we're real big on celebrating birthdays together. Um, that, you know, one of the last birthday parties I went to for one of the adults, there was like 50 people there. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, a lot of that was family, but it was a lot of their, their friends. Right. And that's important. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it makes them feel good. Yes. Um, so, um, what kind of things, well, you said you fell in love with the special needs. So, um, let me just ask you why, why you shared a little bit, why it's been part of the community to become an advocate for them, but what made you fall in love with that um just to see how important the the baseball was to them but just that you know they were some of the happiest people and the you know they they just had such a good attitude um a lot of times you know like i would work until one o'clock on a friday night and sat the miracle field games are always on saturdays you know i'd have to get there at like eight o'clock to get everything set up and i was tired and cranky and then they'd get there and they would just you know, put a smile on my face. And I always said that was a lot of the times what got me through baseball season was those Saturday mornings. It, and it's, it's, I think it's cool that you said that because the folks that I've been around, they're always happy. Yes. You yes. know, it's unlike, you know, folks like even myself who gets down and stuff like that. And I don't want to be around somebody, but they're, they're always genuine and happy. Yes. Um, what's, do you guys just, is it strictly just adults or do you guys do anything with kids as well? Um, so it's pretty much 18 and up. We do make exceptions. Um, we have one little boy that's 12 or 13 that participates in choir. Um, but it is mostly 18 and okay. up. Um, and I'm sure there, there are people, there's a broad spectrum of special needs. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit about maybe the spectrum from your knowledge of what kind of falls under that category? Yeah. Um, so it is a lot of autistic. Um, we have someone down syndrome, um, but autistic, I would say, was 75% of who we cater to. Um, we have one group that meets three Mondays a month called Skills for Life. And that is, it, it's teaching them skills um, because that's kind of what they struggle with is keeping connections and just basic life skills. Um, one of their favorite activities that we did a couple weeks ago is we actually take them, we, we break the group up and we go out to eat. And I mean, you know, we, we practice ordering food and we practice getting change back. So they're not taking advantage of, um, but like I said, we do have down syndrome and a few other things in our program. And it's sad. You had to mention being taken advantage of, but unfortunately that's out there. Uh, What, um, for those listening who may not know, uh, what autism is, can you share a little bit about what it, what it is? Um, yeah. So it's basically where you are your skills, um, your communication skills and your social skills are not really, you know, on par with everyone else. Um, a lot of times they're very, they have sensory issues. Um, a lot of times they're very sensitive to light and sound and things like that. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, we've got a family that comes to our church and, uh, their oldest son has to wear headphones during the service. I'm guessing because it's uh, allowed. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's, um, but you know, it's just, and like I said, those, the, those folks, um, they're just, like I said, so genuine, so happy. And, you know, I would like to spend most of the day around the folks like that. 
you know, it makes for a good day. Yes. Uh, and it probably makes a day go by a little quicker too. Uh, you know, and it's one of those days that you don't mind that's going by quick because you're, you're feeling good and doing, I'm probably, you probably go home every day. Well, Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm sure you have bad days, but I'm sure you get to go home and feeling good about what you're doing. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, do you guys have any events or anything coming up you want to share? Um, we do have a golf tournament. Uh, we partnered up with Rome Braves and the Floyd County Police Department. And so they always do a golf tournament and then pick a beneficiary. Um, so Diggs is the beneficiary this year. That's on Friday, November the 3rd. Um, and then we've got a few other small things coming up. Um, one major project that we just finished up was we ran concessions for the Rome Braves. Um, and we got 15% back for volunteering our services. Um, and that was a real eye opener because we had a lot of our adults come in that had never had jobs before. And, you know, we'd kind of start and put them making drinks, like getting the ice and putting the, the Coke in there. And then I realized quickly with some of them that that was boring them. And I said, Hey, do you want to try to do the cash register? And by the end of the season, most of them could actually run a cash register. Oh, that's by cool. Themselves. Yeah. And, and the, they're definitely people person people. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm sure interacting with folks was not a problem with them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Shelly, we're at the golf tournament. You said it's November 3rd. Where's it going to be at? Um, it is at Stonebridge, which is in Rome. Okay. Uh, are there still openings for golfers, sponsors? Yes. Yes. And all that is going through the Floyd County Police Department. Do you know how, what can, is it just, do they just Google Floyd County Police Department, I'm guessing, and find out information? Um, yeah, the digs, our Facebook page and our Instagram have information on it as okay. well. All right. Um, are you guys having chat out there? Is he going to be out there with an auction? Do you know? I haven't asked him. You, you might <laughs> I guess wanna, I could. You might want to ask him. I'm sure he'd probably do it. Chad, I just volunteered your services, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. So um, let's get into a little more about digs. You talked about you. Uh, teaching them life skills and things of that nature. Do you guys partner with businesses in the community to do, to do things like getting them jobs and stuff like that? Um, well, sort of kinda, um, we're actually in the process of trying to find a building to open up our own business okay. so we can em- employ them. Um, we're wanting to do like a coffee shop and then a gift shop with some of our garden art and sell those items. In awesome. There. Um, so are you guys currently looking for that building? Yes. You want something that's already built, I'm assuming. Preferably. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So when you, if you get a chance before you go back to Rome today, you need to go around the corner up here to call Circle of Friends. It's on the Chattahoochee Tech campus just around the corner, and it's run by uh, Circle of Friends, a special needs group. So you might maybe just talk about them and see how they can maybe give you some advice or something. So. Okay. Um, I'll tell you more when we get off the air about that. So, so what kind of – you said coffee shop and you say art? Yes. Um, our garden art sells really well. And so it would be a, a coffee and a gift shop. So what is garden art? Just so for those who might not know. Um, we do stepping stones. If you've ever seen the big welcome signs that people put by their front doors, we do those. Um, they have birdhouses. I mean, they, they do in and everything. Um, but we have a big warehouse and we store everything in there. And then the adults go on uh, Wednesdays. And they can make whatever they want to make. And um, then we have once a month where it's kind of lead and they all kind of do the same craft, but um, they are all very artistic. And then, like I said, we, we sell a lot of that or if they want to keep it, they can keep it. That's awesome. Can people buy that online as well? Can they buy something like that online? Um, Not at the moment. That's something we'd like to be able to do in the future. Okay. Um, Well, that's really cool because, you know, I've got – 
I've seen some art from people who are in the special needs spectrum. And yes, you are right. They're very talented and very artistic. So, uh, and they're amazing products. I mean, I break things, so I can't make them. So it's just kind of cool to, to see those things. Um, all right. So let's do this. Um, share information, how people can find you guys. And, uh, then, uh, then I'll got a couple other questions for you as well. So share how people can find digs and get a hold of you guys. Okay. Um, so the website is digs Rome. Dot org, and then we're on Facebook under Digs Inc. and we're on Instagram under Digs Inc. as well. Okay, um, all right. So talk a little bit more how the community can get involved. I'm assuming that people not just from Rome can get involved and help you guys. How can people do that? Oh yeah. Um, so one thing we're always looking for is peer mentors for the uh, Skills for Life group that I had mentioned. Um, the way that the model was set up because there's actually Skills for Life groups all over the place. Um, and it's supposed to be a one-on-one model, like one autistic person and then a normal adult um, that yeah, we, we have like half of the peer mentors. So that's something that, you know, if somebody wants to get involved with special needs or maybe somebody that's like in high school that um, might have an interest in pursuing something like that with their career, um, that they wouldn't be super committed, but it's three Mondays a month and they could come help. Um, we have some retired art teachers that come and help with garden art um, on Wednesdays. And that's something, you know, if people wanted to come in there and just be creative and kind of see what we're doing, they could come in and help. Um, when we have bigger projects, if, if we volunteer at the Braves again next year, that was a huge commitment. It was 10 to 12 volunteers every game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a way to get involved. Um, and and we're, we're working on some bigger projects like a 5K and different things like that. Okay. Um, and hopefully you and I can do some stuff together. We've already talked and hopefully I can do some stuff for you guys as well. So you guys, uh, still need some buddies and stuff too. When you guys do your games up there at the stadium. Yeah. They're always looking for volunteers for that. Um, so I'm just looking at the back of this brochure you give me and it's kind of cool because you mentioned your choir, you mentioned your, your art, but I see you guys do a camera club and a dance club and all kinds of stuff. So that's really cool. Do you have, um, have people talked about what might be, their favorite thing as far as all the clubs that you do has anybody that you service uh, or serve talked about what might be with their favorite thing i would say choir and art they like the dance club um it's once a month and you know they enjoy it but since it's only once a month they don't really talk about it right that much. right um and then camera club they enjoy um several of them you know they have their phone out and it's like a flip phone and you wouldn't think they'd take that could have a picture and then they show it to you and you go, wow, that's amazing. Like you would think they had a professional camera to take it, um, but they just see things so differently. And so they're able to get really cool pictures. You need uh, photographers to volunteer for any of that. Um, I mean, they, they could. Yeah. If they wanted to come out and, and help. say, I just volunteered you. <laughs> we'll talk later. And I'll get to see you here in a little bit, but no, she's an amazing photographer and she does some stuff up in the Rome area. So, um, I, and I think you talk about choir being one of their favorites. I like singing myself, but I can just imagine uh, it's probably not a boring concert. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> can you share a little about maybe one of the concerts? You say you guys just sung, well, you said the national anthem or? Yes. Um, so they, they typically perform at churches. Um, okay. And they did. They typically do the national anthem once a year at the Rome Bray Stadium. Okay. Um, and then like they'll sing the national anthem before the golf tournament. Um one concert that kind of stands out to me is we went to a church and um, one of our adults was having a really hard time. And before 
one of the other adults started singing, he stopped, you know, dead in his tracks, and he said, I'm going to dedicate this song to my friend, put his arm around him and said, you know, everybody needs to pray for him. He's having a hard time right now. And I mean, the whole, we all started crying. Wow. Um, and, and he dedicated, you know, this Christian song to his friend because he recognized that his friend was having a hard time. That's awesome. Um, do you guys just do the Rome area when you guys do concerts or can you go other areas to do concerts? We've gone other areas. Yeah. How far would you go? Um, I want to say the furthest one they've done is like Bremen. Okay. All right. It's a pretty good distance from Rome. That's right. you know, 45 minutes to an hour. So if they, if, if somebody's listening, maybe a church and wants to uh, have you guys come, I'm guessing they would call Pat or would they call you? Either one. Okay. Um, well, that's awesome. There's a lot of good things going on with you guys. So um, what? how can businesses, other than people just donating money, which I'm sure you guys take anyway, but are the way for other than volunteering and, and financial, are the way for businesses to get involved with you guys? And if so, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, so we're always looking for you know, ways to partner up with businesses. Um, we did a Spirit Night with Chick-fil-A, and actually they're – uh, marketing director came back and she said, Hey, you know, your, your choirs actually sang at our church before. And I have an idea. I went, okay. And she said, can you get the choir to sing? And I went in the middle of Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> um, you know, people were, as they were coming in, were listening to, I mean, stopped and listened to them. Um, and so that was kind of cool. You know, just the different aspect of it wasn't just a spirit night where we came in and we ate, right. and we left and we got 15% back or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm working with um, a college in Rome right now trying to use their parking lot for a big event. And so, you know, it kind of started off with the conversation being like, well, we don't give discounts. And then she realized what Diggs was. And then she said, well, maybe we can work something out to where it, if it's sponsored by this college, then you don't have to pay. Um, so, I mean, just being creative, right? <laughs> you know, coming up with different things. If it's a restaurant where we can come in and, and eat and maybe perform or, you know, different things like that. Um, if they have an event space, if it's something where we can have host an event there, you know? Right. Okay. Um, is it, can I ask which college you're trying to talk to? Uh, Georgia Highlands. Okay. Uh, I have a connection at shorter. If that would help too, if you want to talk to anybody over there. So I can make that connection for you as well. She's a professor over there. So at least, you know, maybe we can get a foot in the door for you there as well. So um, awesome. So, all right, let me ask you this then. So we talk a lot about uh, on the show, uh, obviously, community. We also talk about networking. Do you get out and do networking at all with your group? Is you For you yourself, do you go to any networking groups? Yes. Uh, we're pretty involved with Barry um, and, and Shorter. Um, but Barry, in fact, last night their psych program did a social for okay. adults and they got to dress up in Halloween costumes and go out there. Awesome. Um, and they've been very involved about sending out volunteers and things like that. Do you have a testimony that you can share? I always like to get people to give positive testimonies about a networking, you know, that something's worked for you just about networking, whether it would be with digs or even when you with the Rome Braves, you know, uh, I always like to see, I like to connect people with others, but I always like to see when there's, you know, for instance, uh, which I think I might have mentioned to you, you come down to the Carswell Business Club on Wednesday mornings, and there's a lot of uh, happening going on there, and people can share stories about, you know, well, the, I was looking for such and such, and we made this connection. Do you have a story like that? Um, it's maybe kind of a strange one, but I felt like I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I also have an, another part-time job, and someone had actually called looking for uh, community service hours. Oh. <laughs> and um, we don't 
do that at my other job. And so my boss actually said, hang on a second, I'm going to hand the phone over to Lori. And so I started talking to her about digs. And I said, you know, as long as this, you know, not like a family violence crime, um, you, you can volunteer with digs. And it was a DUI. And I said, yeah, you know, that that's okay. And so she started volunteering um, with us. And then come to find out, she has an autistic son. Oh, wow. And um, so it, it just kind of was a blessing in disguise. Um, she had never heard of digs. Her son is very small. He's, you know, like under five. Um, but she started talking to the parents and realizing like, oh, there's more hope for him after high school. Um, and so that's kind of a weird networking thing. No, there, that's, but, that's awesome because you never know how God works. Right. And I, and I told her, I said, I think God, honestly, I just happened to be at my other job and I happened to be there. And my boss said, oh, you know, talk to Lori. And um, so I, I think I was in the right place at the right time. She called at the right time. That's awesome. I love stories like that. So, all right. So I always I kind of ask this question. So did you you didn't start digs, right? Did no, you? Okay. No. All right. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Uh, one to, to kind of think about if you yourself was to start a nonprofit um, can you give some advice on somebody who's thinking it might be doing work now working for a nonprofit? And then the other thing is working for a nonprofit. Um, can you give some folks that might be thinking about, man, I would love to go check out and see if there are any jobs at nonprofit, but is there, you know, there might be some mis mis um, misconceptions, I guess, to think about working for nonprofit versus for profits. Does that make sense? Right. Um, so can you maybe give, first of all, give the advice about if you're thinking about nonprofit, what you should do. And then if you wanted to go work for a nonprofit, um, if I were to go and start my own nonprofit, um, I think a lot of it is having like a good board and good founding members and, you know, having a lot of connections. Um, you don't, want to start and it be two people and you just kind of go like, okay, we don't have any community connections. Um, I, you know, I, we rely a lot on our board. Um, and so that, that is one major thing is having a good board with a lot of connections. And you definitely need an active board. You don't, yes. somebody just comes and just sits on their hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would say is, you know, a lot of nonprofits are very small. I was used to corporate, <laughs> And so, you know, I kind of came in and um, they, the first thing they wanted me to do was send out letters to the churches about the choir that they were kind of active again. Uh, they had not been active during COVID. And so when I started this position, that's when they kind of decided to bring the choir back. Um, you know, and I was like, hey, where are envelopes with your logo on it? Because to me, that's just an easy no brainer thing. And they were like, we don't we don't have the like we don't have envelopes with the logo on it. So. It's just different, but you know, it's, it's just, it's been a learning curve. Well, and I think too, you have to have a heart and a passion and, and know your why, because you're not going to go from a corporate into a nonprofit and thinking you're going to make all the money in the world. Right. Definitely. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, it, it's more laid back. It's, but I've never, I've never really been stressed with digs, if that makes sense. Like even in stressful situations, I can remind myself that I'm doing good. Um, you know, with other jobs I've had in the corporate world, it's like, okay, this is stressful and there's no insight to this. Right. And what is the point? Um, but working with these adults, you know, you can always remind yourself that you're making a positive impact. What I was going to say too, I mean, uh, working for yourself and selling for yourself is a lot different stress than working for sellings for somebody else. 
And like you just mentioned, you get to go home at the end of the day knowing that you're making that impact. So you may put your stress on something about, man, I hope this event goes well, or I hope you get to find the volunteers or the board or something like that. But again, come to the end of the day, you guys are making a great impact. So I'm sure you're probably one of the few that get to sleep well at night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So share again, how can people share your website and then share how people can get in contact with you in case they either want to, uh, need to find out about your services for uh, a family member or they want to volunteer, be a sponsor or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's digsrome.org. And then we have an email address, which is digsrome at gmail.com. Um, and then my phone number is 706-767-0838. Um, and if I can't give you the answer, because sometimes, I mean, people still ask me stuff that I'm not quite sure about, um, but our activities director was one of the founding members and she was executive director and has stepped down. Um, so if there's something I'm unsure about, I always go to Miss Barbara and ask. All right. Uh, so tell me again, how long has Diggs been around? Um, it was formed in 2006. Okay. So not quite, almost 20 years. Almost. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then I, I might have asked this earlier, but I've, I've, if I did, I've got short-term Alzheimer's, uh, but do you guys just work with the folks in Rome or can you work with people from around the area as far as the special needs community? Yeah, we have people that come um, from Cartersville, Somerville, which is like the other side of Rome. Um, we had one girl that came a couple of times from Dalton. Okay. So yeah, if people are interested, we will definitely, you know, if they want to participate in our activities, they are more than welcome to. Okay. Um, and then one, one last thing as far as you, I know you two guys are talking and looking as far as possibly having, getting your own building and getting your own, making your own business. Um, until that happens though, when we talked a little bit about it already, but until that happens, um, are there opportunities for if businesses want to partner with you in that way of offering a job? For your um, for yeah. your folks, yeah, yeah. Um, it I mean, it would have to probably be something close to Rome. A lot of them don't right. drive and right. rely on you know parents to transport. But um, yeah, definitely. Some of our adults do work. A lot of them work at like Publix and Kroger. Um, but like I said, we just after the Rome Braves, it was so eye opening to see that it it gave them so much confidence to be able to do the registers and stuff. Um, that we decided, hey, you know it's time we can do this. We can actually employ these people and um, have the, the backing for them because I think that was a lot. They were scared to go out and get a job without having kind of a job coach there that they were comfortable with. And I'm guessing uh, it's probably safe to say they'd probably be the most reliable employees the oh, business yes. would have. <laughs> yes. Most of the time I would, I would get to the Rome Brave stadium and most of them would already be there and, have done, you know, they would clean and put the condiments out. And I'm like, okay, y'all are way ahead of me. (laughs) So, all right. So uh, is there, uh, you mentioned Kroger and Publix and and running the cash register and it made, you know, such an impact. Are there certain businesses that you could see that maybe would be better than others? Um, so I will say the registers at the Rome Braves were cashless. Okay. So anywhere that maybe doesn't accept cash or has a register that, you know, one particular register that doesn't accept cash, um, that was that was a worry with a lot of parents was they were going to have to count back cash um, and change and stuff, and they didn't have to. Um, 
So okay, any kind of business like that. So if you're a business owner out there, especially up in the Floyd Rome area, and a lot of people complaining about finding employees these days, reach out to Lori because you'll get some good help definitely with these with these folks. So, all right, uh, it's going to be a little shorter show than normal because just because we are the two aren't here. But before we wrap this up, I always like to ask this question: uh, Can you share a, a quote, a word, just a positive nugget that people listening can take today, the rest of 2023, and beyond with? Put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to old shows, you know that comes every every end of the show. So, <laughs> um, mm. you can make it up too. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, you really put me on the spot. I don't know. Um, just that, like I said, our adults they they want to get out there and try. I've got one that doesn't do Halloween. Is like scared of costumes and stuff. And we're actually participating in something called Boo Fest tonight. And uh, they wanted to come out and help me hand out candy. And I said, there are you, you sure? <laughs> but they, they wanted to try. And, I mean, who am I to tell them no? So, so I think just listening to you and, and, and taking away something is just try it. And yes. Then, you know, yes. don't give up. Um, try things you're scared of. There you go. You know, face it head on. So the other thing I like to do is the thank yous of Lost Arts. So, Lori, thank you for what you're doing for the special needs community uh, in and around Floyd County. And uh, everybody out there listening, let's remember, let's be positive, let's be charitable. 